You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Be sure to follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find out more about Dr. Michelle at drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. Here now is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dad Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. I love that you're joining me here today because this is the place where you as dads get to put more tools in your fathering toolbox that help you be the dad and the hero you want to be and that your daughters want and need you to be as well as your sons. I know I focus on the father-daughter relationship, but today especially, you are going to see that the conversation I'm having with my guest will also equip you as dads with sons to dial in to their heart space and to kick things up a notch as a dad. Well, you know the grid I use every week. On your mark, get set, go. So dad, just get that picture of standing side by side with other dads getting ready to run your fathering race this week. I'm on the sidelines as your coach cheering you on and saying on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme. Get set. I'm going to fill that in with stories and stats. Go. Always giving you practical action steps so that you can put your love for your kids into action. Well, today I have a guest joining me. Again, one of my favorites. This is a return guest. None other than my husband, Dr. Ken Canfield. Welcome. Hey, thank you. It's good to be with you on this broadcast. And you've come all the way across the country to join me. How about across the living room into your office? There you go, into my office, which is now doubling as a recording studio today. So I love that we have space in our home to do this. And, you know, I didn't really even have to bribe him because the topic today is one that is near and dear to his heart. You already probably know the bio on him, but in case not... Ken founded and is president of the National Center for Fathering. You can go to fathers.com to read more about him and glean resources from many years. What, three decades now, hon? Yes. Over that. 32 right? years. There you go. As a fathering leader in the nation, he also founded the National Association for Grandparenting. You can go to grandkidsmatter.org. He continues to engage with lots of different organizations in different states around the country. He's written, what, 12, 13 books, all focused on fathering and grandparenting. He's a national and international leader in the area of fathering. So who better to talk about fathering than you? So Ken, I'm so glad you're here. Well, and you should say one of my biggest assets <laughs> is I'm engaged in another way and now married <laughs> to Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, who leads the effort of connecting dad's hearts to their daughters. And this is so, so important. So we're going to talk specifically about that and then broaden it to include every dad, granddad, and listen closely, father figure. Because we have an epidemic worldwide, we need more father mm -hmm. fullness and richness to invest in the next generation. And I love how you said father fullness. That's one of those words and terms that you've coined that I've loved because... 
it's in counter and contrast, and it really is an antidote to fatherlessness. Oh, yeah. Let's get rid of the deadbeat dad, the fatherlessness. Who, who, what child raises his hand says, I want to be fatherless. They don't. What we need to do is displace what I believe is an evil that is being visited un, unwillingly on children. And you as a father can be a difference maker, particularly in your extended family, because there are fatherless children in your neighborhood, in your extended family. So let's get going. Okay. Well, on your mark today, the title of today's talk is Three Hallmarks of Hope filled fathers. Now, Ken, you coined that phrase. So now for Get Set, tell us a little bit about where you came up with that word. And also, I mean, here we are, you know, on the tail end of a pandemic, really over the past, what, almost three years now, yes. has had a huge impact on our country, on our culture, and in homes. So I want to hear more about how this idea of hope-filled fathering really, in your view, is impacting fathering right now? Well, two things. First of all, we know we've been under a stressful environment, particularly in the pandemic. And so I began to look at all the fathering measures I'd collected. And I also studied Dr. Chan Hellman's The Science of Hope. This guy is a forerunner that really has put together a simple metric to determine hopefulness and contrasted to hopelessness. So then what I did, Michelle, is I teased out the data and I used that as an independent variable to come up with these hallmarks. I looked at and I thought, wow, this is something. But about that time, I was getting called from my good friends in Poland at Tatonet mm -hmm. and talk about a place that needs hope with the war going on over there, with them assimilating almost 2 million refugees. The fathers in that group at Tatonet were bringing in refugee families to care for them. And so this was timely for them as it is for us. And so I think hopefulness is a worldwide opportunity for us dads to really sow into our children and those around us with attributes that will give them strengths. Yeah. So you were just there a couple of months ago, face to face with fathers, encouraging these dads and saying, you know, the nation's of the world are watching you and yes. the way you're stepping in to bring hope to these really refugees that yes. don't have dads now, many of them back fighting in their in country. A war. Yeah, fighting in a war, they've lost them. Yes. And and I love that about you, Kim, because really this is the truth of you behind closed doors, not just what you see in the front, is you are a man who personally carries hope. And so you're talking about something that you live. So share more about even what's happening in some other states right now in our country in relation to the, this concept of hope-filled fathers. You're going to see this idea, this asset of hope rise. In fact, the book of Dr. Hellman's, uh, the title is Hope Rising. Why? Because if you can fix your eyes on hopefulness and then have a plan this isn't an ethereal kind of cloud in the air or a mirage you're running to. No, there are specific strategies that build hope. Now, right now, certain states in the United States are using the hope metric to measure their effectiveness in other programs, too. So you're going to hear more about this. But let me just zero in, Michelle. I'm talking about you dads who are 
separated from your children Mm -hmm. who are going through difficulties. I know listening and, and, and watching Michelle work with many of you fathers who have daughters that are going through tough stuff. You know, it's not just TikTok. It's what's up and how is this all happening? Because I've been trying to do the right things. This is why establishing hope and pathways to strengthen that will set you in a positive place and be a beacon of light during whatever you're facing today or in the near future. Now, you may be asking yourself, if you're listening, like, what is a hope-filled father? How do you define that? So throughout our conversation, Ken's going to be unpacking more of what that means so that really by the end of this interview and our discussion, you'll know three hallmarks so that you can be a hope-filled father. But let me just begin, Ken, now... Well, not really begin, but continue the conversation by asking you, how have you tested this premise, as you call it, of hopeful fathering? Because you talk about two key ways that a father can express hope to his kids. Yeah, well, first of all, as I said, what I did is I took this hopefulness index. And if you have hope, then you see things a little bit differently and you attack issues and and plan your day accordingly. But if you're marginalized in a hopeless situation, you're, you're kind of struggling. What do I do? Where do I go? So there are two aspects of this to build hope. It's first the way power how we are going to address the barriers you're facing right now. I don't know what they may be, but there are barriers to keep you from being hope-filled. And then the willpower, which is so critical to any fathering passion. It's that heart stuff, Michelle, that you Mm -hmm. talk about. Mm -hmm. So the willpower and the way power then creates an equation that I ran with other data. And I'm going to give you the specifics and the practical things as we go along. Now, I'm so glad that you just mentioned those dads who are estranged from their kids. Yeah, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Probably 75% of the emails that I get from dads across the country are regarding estrangement from their daughters. They're saying, I'm kicked out of the family, my ex-wife is not allowing me to see my kids, or I have some of you dads writing and saying, I don't have hope that it will ever be restored, our relationship, because she has now made me look so bad in the eyes of my kids, they don't want a relationship with me, even if they could reach out to me. And I know some of you feel gut punched because you don't know the way, or you don't have, as you call it, way power. You don't feel empowered to find or navigate a way back to your kids' lives. What would you say to that, Dad, and explain way power a little bit more first? Yeah, well, first of all, you get these issues put to you by email because there is a sense of hopelessness. What they find in you and in these podcasts are practical tips to Mm -hmm. identify those barriers, to break them down, and then to find a way to get around them. Well, first of all, dad, if you're alone, hungry wolves like lone sheep, bitterness permits and takes you the wrong direction. You need to find someone else. And as I've seen Michelle just go through these emails and spend time. And coach dads And coach dads. More and more, right? You have been that counsel to them. You, as a dad, 
have counselors in your neighborhood or in your church or in your community that you need to be able to share with and to talk this stuff out. If not a counselor, it could be a friend, another exactly, dad, right? Exactly. Your workout buddy. Yeah. But just get it out, vent it. Don't hold it in because I love that you're bringing up this concept, Ken, of resentment. Yes. Because resentment counters hope. Oh, it does. If there is a negative thing that takes away the positivism of hope, it's just that bitterness, angst, anger. You know, I've dealt with that somewhat myself, not just with the passing unexpectedly of my wife, but also as I have reared children through the life course. I mean, teenage years are not cakewalks. Come on, guys. Great hairs, start that. And, and that's where I, I see mothers willing to disclose and be vulnerable because they need help. Guys, we're not much different. We have to find those battle buddies that we can share with. And if it's a formal counselor, awesome. Go for it or a pastoral counselor. Just be sure to get that stuff out. And then those barriers will become very clear. And the reflection of somebody just listening will also help you understand how the way power must be brought to the forefront in addressing whatever barrier that you may face with your daughter or with your son right now. And one of the things we've talked about, Ken, in light of this idea of how do you have way power is attuning to where your daughter, your son is at. And I love this concept of attunement because I, as a therapist, a clinician, you know, 28 years now, I'm often attuned, if you will, there's a great psychobabble word, dad, to add to your vocabulary, is attunement simply means as you're there with your daughter, with your son, that you're dialed in to their experience. One author, I love this book, Try Softer by Andy Kolber. Here's how she defines attunement. It's an awareness and an attendance to your present experience. So a dad, if you want to find a way to connect with your kids and you're full of bitterness or anger toward your ex-wife or toward some other coach that has dissed on your kid or whatever it is you're holding is finding a way to as best you can leave that at the door so that you stay present with what your daughter or son is going through rather than being that dad as we've all heard the ones that while your kid is out on the you know field they're on soft in a softball tournament and you're on the side and now the coach is having to manage you more than your child is really being aware to attune to where your child your daughter or your son is at is a key part of increasing way power what would you add to that? Well, I would say you're spot on. And as a musician, you know this. If you get that, whatever you call uh, that pitch thing, mm -hmm. or you pitch get fork. the pitchfork or harmonic balance, it gets you in tune with mm. what needs to happen. And guys, let me tell you a secret. There's another father who's all over you. He wants you to succeed. You know why? He's vested in your name. Now, that doesn't mean uh, God is masculine. He's genderless, but what he has disclosed himself is as a father. So that's the harmonic pitch you need to tune into. Now, the attunement piece, let me give you some practical things. First, it's knowing your child. Do you know the situations that's causing her angst or anger or just embarrassment? If you know your child's 
temperament, personality, and, and their attributes, that puts you in tune with what God has given you to steward. The second thing is your ability to listen. Oh my gosh, Michelle. <laughs> yep, we, I've talked about that I know, <laughs> I know yeah. this, but it's not just listening from across the room. Hey, how'd it go to school today? No, it is getting close. Mm-hmm. That fathering warmth and closeness creates an openness as long as your voice isn't harsh, that it's welcoming and listening. And listening means twice as much as you're speaking because I can tell you this, they know what you're thinking. You know, (laughs) truth be told, your children have observed your behavior. In some ways, they're smarter than you. Not really, but (laughs) you know what I mean? They've been around. They pick things up. The third thing I would say is this, and this is the attunement. It's so key. There's something in the marital bond. Now, don't get wacky here. I don't mean if you've gone through a divorce that you go back into the, you know, past where there may have been failure and falter. No, if you're in a relationship now, make that relationship, the attunement with that uh, mother of your child or the woman you're now married to the best it can be. And what that does is sets a precedent for your daughter. And I would even say to springboard off what you just said, Ken, is that if you are a dad who's either divorced and you're not dating, or you've moved now toward dating someone else or you're remarried, you have an opportunity to let your daughter and your son, of course, see what can happen when there's restoration. Yes. Oh, when you now come are on, modeling that's right to on. them a different way forward. Because if we're talking about hope-filled fathers yes. being committed to modeling a way through a challenge, it's showing them that you can get back up again. Yes. You can move forward. Overcome. Yep. And this is a little side thing. Be really careful how you speak about her mom or his mom. Oh, of course. Your daughter and your son, because you already know this. I'm just reminding you, Ken's just reminding you that that's their mom. Yes. And so when you speak negatively about your ex, they're internalizing that negativity and really a theme today we're talking about hope is how do you move in a positive direction forward despite what's happened in the past hey just for you guys you have allies if anything michelle and i've done over the years is Mm -hmm. say to moms look do not dis be disrespectful or say bad things i don't care what their father has done if you can take the high road you can bring healing to them in light of what may be aberrant unhealthy behavior so we need to flip that mm-hmm. as we talk about their mothers so those three were contributors to attunement okay before we take a break what do you want to say about willpower we really broke down way power And I know that you have said, I love this, that when willpower and way power intersect, correct, hopeful fathering is present. That's right. Okay. Very quickly. It's the commitment factor. It's the resolve that you have. It's the consistency in your behavior. Can your kids count on your promises? Uh, Are you modeling behavior you want them to emulate? You can't be talking out both sides of your mouth. And this is a no brainer, but commitment is that resolve. When the tough comes down, you get going. So I encourage you just to focus on that and make sure those modeling uh, that you're doing is so important. Now, commitment joined to attunement produces joy. 
Oh, that's one of my favorite words. All right. So we'll get to that after the break or do you want me to go now? No, go now. Okay. Go now. Okay. Joy is the celebration. Joy is the showing affection. Joy is the touch. Joy is the stuff that when you give a blessing, you do it with uh, an endearing, uh, you know, celebratory mood. And that is critical. When you mix these three together, attunement, commitment, and joy, you are bringing winds of hope to whatever situation. So I know that may be tough, uh, particularly if you're fighting through some some difficult issues, but in doing so and looking for times to celebrate your privilege of being a dad Mm -hmm. and thank your children, Mm -hmm. even though they may not be thankful, that's bringing joy to the forefront. And I love how our friend Jim Wilder says it. Joy is simply you're happy to see me. So dad, be mindful of the fact that you instill hope in your kids when you have joy on your face when they come in the room. And now before we take a break, I just want to underscore the fact that the first hallmark of a hope-filled father is commitment. Ken's just talked about that. We're going to give you two more when we come back after the break. We'll be right back. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So to let the talking begin, head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back. I'm here with one of my all-time favorite guests, Dr. Ken Canfield, my husband, a man I deeply admire and respect, and did years before we ever got married. So it is such a joy to have him here as we are talking about three hallmarks of hope-filled fathers. So the first hallmark, Ken, that you said before the break to being a hope-filled father is? Commitment. Okay, number two. Attunement. Okay, we've been talking about that already. Say more about how attunement is a benefit to kids who have a hope-filled father. Well, what it does is it brings the relational factor to the forefront. You can't be attuned to your child if you don't know what they're doing, what they're struggling with, or what they're embarrassed about. Attunement knows what to do when a certain a presentation comes to you by your child. Okay, but what, really, so many dads tell me, I don't know what to do well, when they present with something. Okay, well, you have feed-in factors. You can see where they're spending their time. What screens are they watching? What's their relationship with their mother? What about her, the siblings? What she's struggling with in school? What are her relational qualities uh, as she would determine them with the friends she has? That's getting into the knowledge. And there are a lot of people that will 
will help coaches, teachers, friends uh, that that you can gain insight mom, from. Mom, ex-wife, yes, an all aunt, of those grandparents. Yeah, grandparents, yes, come on. grandparents see things you uh-huh. will not see, and so that generativity can be an asset for you and the extended family, aunts, uncles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I just had a dad reach out to me a couple months ago and say. I now have a regular pattern of doing the very thing you told me to do. So it's like, thanks, Dr. Michelle. I've carried this one all the way, hit a home run, where I have an annual pattern. Actually, he does it more than once a year, but here we are at the start of a year, February. Dad, take your daughter out this week. We're new enough in the year to do this. Ask her on a scale of zero to 10, how am I doing as your dad? And then follow it up with, Are we as close as you want us to be? Oh, my. And then number three, what could I do to be a better dad to you right now so that we can be closer? So just zero to 10, how am I doing? So really, that's vulnerability, right? Right. Attunement. Saying, I'm going to open up the conversation to say, how do you think I'm doing? Whereas I think some dads say, I don't want the feedback right? I'm the dad. This is all I can give. But to open up that conversation with each one of your kids, how am I doing zero to 10 as your dad? Number two, what are we as close as you want us to be? You yeah. know, what would that look like? Right. And number three, what do you need more from in terms of what I give or don't give to you? What do I need to change? What do I need to course correct so that we can be closer? So I see a three-year-old daughter saying, how am I doing? Oh, dad, you're wonderful. What can I do better? Oh, give me more candy. Number three, uh, you know, so (laughs) as your children mature, this becomes more challenging. Absolutely. The vulnerability that you're talking about is simply, dad, take off any masks that are there. Come on. And if you do that, your daughter or your son will take off their masks. Come on. Those stories, which you're living history. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that you get into some right. thing Vulnerable, of your... inappropriate, it, it, yeah. or too heavy for them. Yeah, your yeah, financial yeah. distress, exactly. your decisions. But what it means as you do what Michelle just suggested is that you're an open-hearted guy. Oh, I love that. And an open-hearted father brings open hearts to those in his household which increases hope yes because that is a positive investment in saying we're going to keep things out in the open yes and that does breathe life and breath and hope into a family because it means that things aren't just being stuffed away right right and this idea of attunement this this is kind of one of these psychology kind of concepts of it's called co-regulation now some of you dads might be like oh my goodness she's getting a little off in the weeds here but I want you to hear this from my heart as a clinician to you is that when your daughter or son is dysregulated okay we all know what that means some of you know exactly what I'm talking about you might have had a meltdown today or a blow up as a dad but when we're in the presence of another we can adjust our bodies our senses regulate to the person with us who's teaching us then how to ground, how to calm, how to breathe. And so as you bring more positivity to your relationship with your daughter, with your son, that co-regulation, your daughter will pace more with you as you're bringing more positivity, more perspective to your home. You know, it reminds me of the consistency factor. And this is what it is. Your the rock of Gibraltar, 
That means you're a reference point. As your child goes out into the world, they're going to face trauma. God, protect them Mm because you don't want them to be overwhelmed. But if they know where the rock of Gibraltar (laughs) is as a reference point, they have a way to get back home. And so in all, and I know you're more than a rock, you're a living expression of who God is in in a powerful way, more so than any other. Because again, you're an extension of another father. Oh, I just love this. So doing what Michelle suggested will set you in the best possible place for your children to thrive. And that's what we want. Flourishing, thriving, hope-filled children. And if some of you dads are listening saying, how can I be a rock of Gibraltar to my kids? I'm falling apart right now or I'm grieving the loss of a marriage or the loss of my family or loss of a job or loss of a relationship is that remember that you getting your feet grounded on the rock, which we know, for those of you listening that aren't into the Bible, I'm not trying to, either as can, just thump you here with the word, but knowing that there is a power greater than yourself. Sure. We're talking about way power, willpower. Let's talk about capital P power, that when you don't have strength, you're yoked to Jesus who says, you're yoked to me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I got you. Yes. I got you. And so you're not alone. And I want to add too that an acronym I've heard before for hope that I've brought to my counseling clients is hold on pain ends. Right. H-O-P-E. So dad, that might be a word that you need to take in today that it might feel like you're in a place where it doesn't feel like the, the struggle is going to ever end or your daughter or son are never going to come back to you. Or maybe your kids are in a hard place. That might be a practical way to encourage them. Remember to hold on, pain ends. Well, and let's just expand that because it's so good. You may not be struggling. You may be a preventive dad looking ahead. But just remember, half of your fathering is just showing up. Okay? You can't resist that. And then secondly, if you are struggling... Find someone to hold up your hands, because if you do that, then you will see the tide turn, the battle change. Mm -hmm. And I believe that hope acronym, that's powerful. Say that again. Hold on pain ends. Got it. And remember, dad, you don't have to fix it. So if your daughter or son is in a tough place and you want to fix it, you want to make it better, because of course you don't want to see them struggle, but remember that A caterpillar turns into a butterfly by the struggle of breaking out of the cocoon. That's how the blood flow goes to the ends of the wings so that that little caterpillar becomes a butterfly. It can take off. So the struggle is important. But reminding your kids, hope is on the other side of this mountain. Don't stop. I'm with you. I'm walking with you. And that is attunement at its very best. Okay, number three. First, again, hallmark. Yes, of Hope-Filled Father's commitment. Number two. Attunement. And the third one, we've already talked about it a little bit, but before we land the plane, we're going to talk about the third hallmark of a Hope-Filled Father, which is? Joy. Say more about that. Joy is the thing that makes the neurons spin in your brain. And as you think about, and I I say spin, it, it lights up the brain. When you're filled, it's one of the classic emotions. It's the... Aha, you're beautiful. Oh man, I can't believe that 
you're my child. Mm-hmm. Where did you come from? Now, it's just not in the outward appearance, but it is so important because as Michelle's reminded you before, uh, a girl's best friend, a young woman uh, who's going through adolescence is the mirror. Her worst enemy is the mirror. Well, dad, you are a mirror and blessing her with positive messages is going to be key. Second, celebration. Celebration and showing affection are the mm-hmm. subsets of what joy uh, brings to the forefront. Showing affection, that yes. surprises me. Say more about how that ties into joy. Yes. Well, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I don't think my dad touched me till I was about two years old. I was mm. born in the last century, <laughs> yeah. as many of you, and and it just wasn't uh, you know, yeah, it wasn't a thing engaged. Back then. Yeah, you know, yeah, men weren't in the uh, delivery room. Uh, no, you were no, kept they out. were smoking cigars totally, in the waiting room. Totally. It was nuts in a home. hospital. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it, it may be hard this touch, but the mm-hmm. the importance of having affection, not just in words, verbally, that's important, but with touch and an openness to give a hug, a high five, or how are you doing with a a a, a smile filled face. Okay. I'm going to bridge off of that smile-filled face and say, remember, dads, that laughter increases social bonding and interactions. Yes. Because neuroscientists have confirmed that when we laugh, that chemicals are released in our brain that increase oxytocin, which is the bonding hormone. Yes. So if you want to increase joy, find ways to laugh with your kids. Yes, Like yes. you said, it puts a smile on your face. So find ways. If you even have to literally sit at your computer and in your search engine, just put laughter videos yes. or funny videos, you could look at them together on your phone and laugh uproariously. Play games, do things that bring joy in that way because that will bring hope to your home. Absolutely. Okay. Oh my goodness. We could be talking about this, couldn't we, for yes, so much longer. Yes. But I wanted you to get to that third one, Kim, because I had read something you'd written. Again, to the wasn't it the president of Poland on on all of it, what it was you a had review of Tatonet submitted go. to them as they are looking at investing and fathering in the same way that we're trying to do that here, here. in America. And you said it was an unexpected finding in your research. Yes. This piece about joy. So dads, I wanted you to hear this from Ken as this is a fresh area of interest for him so that if you want to be a hope-filled father, the three ways are commitment, attunement, attunement and, and joy. joy. Yes. And that will increase hope in your home. And remember that Ken and I are here for you. We are championing you. Go to fathers.com. You can read more about Ken, what resource? They have tons of free resources, as I do also on my website, drmichellewatson.com. Well, dads, as always, we just love having you here. I say we this time because I have Ken with me. And I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you, Dad, to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart and your son's heart. Go, dads. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. To find out how you can invite Dr. Michelle for your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com and click on the speaking tab. That's drmichellewatson.com. Dr. Michelle loves bringing practical insights she gleaned over the past few decades 
to audiences of teenagers, young adults, men's groups, or women's forums. Once again, go to drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com for more information on the books, resources, and blogs that she has available. Remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield.